Well, hello and welcome to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. I'm the pastor of Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington. And I'm thrilled to have you join me today as we continue to walk through the New Testament devotionally. And today we find ourselves in Mark chapter 8. Now, in Mark chapter 8, a handful of stories happen. And I want to do a little bit of uh, today some comparing contrast. I want us to look at at one story and then another and, and kind of how they tie together. And ultimately, I want to compare and contrast responses to Jesus, Jesus's own responses to situations. And so let's let's jump in. Let's start in chapter 8 verses 1 through 3 and uh, and we'll kind of skip forward in just a moment. Let, let's let's begin though. Here's what the text says. It says, "In those days, when again a great crowd had gathered and they had nothing to eat, he called his disciples to to him and said to them, "I have compassion on the crowd because they have been with me now 3 days." And have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on the way. And some of them have come from far away. Now, this is uh, the beginning of, of chapter 8. And what we see is Jesus, he, he has compassion on these crowds. He ends up feeding them. There are over 4,000 people that he feeds in this, in this instance. And, uh, and then there's an interaction with the Pharisees where they, they come to Jesus demanding a sign. They want Jesus to prove his identity. Well, Jesus, he uh, denies them their, their desire. And then he ends up getting in a boat and, and leaving. And then he's with his disciples. And this is where uh, I want to pick back up in the text. Look at verse 15. Here's what it says. And he cautioned them, saying, Watch out, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And Jesus, he, he cautions them. He says, you need to watch out. You need to watch out for the leaven of the, the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. Now, here we have a few clues in the text of what Jesus is talking about in this instance. It seems to be Jesus is talking about the leaven of the Pharisees right after this encounter where the Pharisees are demanding a sign as proof of who Jesus is. And so Jesus is telling his disciples, you need to be careful to be demanding proof, demanding supernatural proof. You need to to be careful of this. And he he says not only the leaven of the the Pharisees, but he combines it with Herod. He combines it with the the leaven of Herod. And we see, uh, we have a clue in in Luke's gospel of what the leaven of Herod was. was. Uh, Chapter 23 of Luke, verse 8, it says, And Herod saw Jesus. He was very glad. For he had long desired to see him because he had heard about him and he was hoping to see some sign done by him. See, Herod, Herod wants to know about Jesus, but, but Herod wants a sign. The Pharisees, they want to know about Jesus, but they want a sign. They want proof. They want this supernatural proof. They're, they're looking uh, at things saying, you've got to prove yourself to me, Jesus. And I want you to see the, the response of Jesus' disciples. Says, and they began discussing with one another the fact that they had no bread. Now, this is one of those exercises of completely missing the point. And the disciples are guilty of this regularly. And this is of great encouragement to us because I think we're guilty of this regularly, just missing the point here. Jesus says, you need to be careful. You need to be cautious of the leaven of the Pharisees. And the disciples, the very first thing they do is they start to discuss, likely arguing the fact that, hey, Peter, you didn't bring bread. John, I thought you were going to bring it. What's going on, guys? And they're almost uh, potentially even debating or arguing over 
we just had all this bread. We, we probably had left, the leftovers were there. Why did we not bring it? Jesus is, maybe Jesus is upset with us for this. They missed the point completely. Let's keep going. Verse 17. <clears throat> and Jesus, aware of this, said to them, why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Now, this is, uh, this is where I want to begin the compare and contrast. Um, they missed the point. Jesus asks a handful of questions to them. Now, why, why are you talking about bread? Do, do you not perceive? Do you not understand? Are your hearts hardened? Now, let's, let's do a little bit of compare and contrast because this last chapter, verse or chapter 7 of Mark, we, we talked about the Syrophoenician woman. This woman who was, who was a Gentile, she was an outsider. And yet, how does she approach Jesus? With humble faith. She trusted Jesus. She wasn't demanding signs to prove, for Jesus to prove who he was. She believed who Jesus was. She had a faith and she had a humility before him. How are the Pharisees and how ultimately does Pharaoh approach Jesus? Is it with humble faith? No, it was, it's with an arrogant demand. We demand a sign. We want you to prove yourself. We don't trust that you are who you say you are. You need to prove yourselves to us. I want you to see this con contrast. You have the Syrophoenician woman, a Gentile, and she is included. She is in. You have the Pharisees, the religious leaders, and Herod, the religious Jewish king at that time, and he is excluded. They are all excluded. And the Syrophoenician woman, the Gentile, she's in. She's included. What, what's the difference? The posture of heart. In fact, Jesus asked his disciples, are you hardened of heart? They, 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 are, are they unwilling to believe? Are they unwilling to see the things that they should be seeing? Are you hardened of heart? And I know our last session, we talked about a humble faith, but I want to return to that again because we now have an example, not only of the Syrophoenician woman and her humble faith, but we have an example of the arrogant demand of the Pharisees. And then we have an example of the lack of perceiving and understanding and potentially the hardness of heart of those who were closest to Jesus. Now see, today's text is almost like a, it's a measuring stick for us or a plumb line. Today's text is a, a moment of introspection and reflection. It's a moment where we, where we put ourselves in the story and we, we ask ourselves, who am I acting more like? Who am I living more like? Where is my faith? Am I like the, the demanding, arrogant Pharisees that I say, Jesus, you need to do this for me. You, you need to prove you're good. You need to prove you're faithful. You need to prove that you're holy, that you're true. Jesus, you need to prove that you are God. It, our, we find ourselves in that place sometimes. When life is hard, when we're frustrated, when there are difficulties and we, we, we want to come to Jesus with demands, this could be a moment where we, we soften ourselves. We, we, we repent. Maybe we are like the Syrophoenician woman and we are humble. I mean, she, she was going through great difficulty as well. Think about her daughter possessed demonically, and yet she showed a humble faith. Or, or maybe we find ourselves like the disciples, where we're kind of just missing the point. We're getting wrapped up in the things of this world. Do we have enough bread? 
Do, do, are all the things of life working out? Have we covered all of our bases? And are we missing the point, the, the greater point, that Jesus is calling us to trust him, to walk with him, to, to grow in him, to know him? Are we missing that point? Are we lacking perception and understanding? See, our ancient way for modern day right now is a moment of, of coming back to the simple, humble faith It's coming back to a trust in Jesus and his provision. It's coming back to remember that Jesus is who he says he is. He is is the Savior. He is the King. He is the perfect, sinless Son of God. He is the one who sacrifices himself for us. He is the one we can trust. He's the one we can trust. You know, these Gospels, I just love walking through them. Because the, the simple message over and over again is a message of trust. It's a recognition that we stumble and we have foibles and follies that we mess up. We miss the point just like the disciples. And yet in moments like this, we're called back to trust, trusting Jesus and who he is. Now, I hope this is encouraging to you. I, I hope that you, you take some time and you, maybe you, you go to the Lord in prayer. Maybe you, you, you close your door and you get on your knees and you, you just go and you say, God, I, I trust you. Jesus, I, I know I need you more than I need anything else in this world. Fa- Father, help me to have a, a soft heart. Help me to understand. Help me to perceive. Help me to have the humble faith that you call me to. Well, I also hope that you, you're able to tune back in tomorrow as we continue to walk through the gospel of Mark.